Welcome to Growing Pains, a business podcast for entrepreneurs and their teams who find themselves in the growth phase or messy middle in between startup and aiming for six or seven figures and beyond. In this episode, I'm interviewing the talented Carol Hampshire, who is a brand designer and mentor with over 25 years experience and the name behind the brands of some of the world's top female coaches. Her passion is to support entrepreneurs to create and launch their unique soul-aligned brand successfully so they can make a huge impact in the world and transform lives while living a life of freedom and abundance. To follow Carol and her entrepreneurial journey, you can find her links in our show notes. Let's dive in. Welcome, Carol. Thank you for having us. Thank you for coming on. So, just to put our audience in the picture, I know Carol because we worked um, with in the same business for a while. Um, I was COO for another seven-figure entrepreneur, and Carol was the head of design. Well, you were the the brand director, I guess. And I definitely admired working with Carol. She was brilliant to work with, and watching Carol's journey has been brilliant because she has gone, well, you could probably tell the story better, but you were, you know, single mom struggling to pay the bills. And then you turned yourself into a, a multiple, a multiple six figure business. So please tell me a bit more of your backstory. Uh, I'd love to. Thank you. So just as a side note, it took me many years. Uh, I'm going to be very honest. It was a a long time. I've been doing this for, like I said, 25 years. And there was a big turning point when my son was around seven years old and I was still doing all the things. I was doing business cards and logos for local businesses here in South Africa. And there was just a change in the industry and I found myself completely out of work. By that stage, I'd been working on my own for about 10 years and it kind of just all fell flat and I knew I had to do something pretty crazy, (laughs) just different. Hence, I started working on job sites like, like Upwork. It used to be called Elon's back in the day. We're talking quite a long time ago. And I started I made a decision then and there to start um, expanding my business and work for international um, entrepreneurs. So it was a big leap because there's no, there was no one in my fields or, or in my industry that I could look up to and use as a inspiration. I just knew that this is something that I wanted. I wanted a better life for myself and my son. And I just went for it. Uh, Laurie, I started working uh, for $25 a logo design. So okay. that's my beginnings. And I literally worked my way up to $50, maybe $100, yeah. $200. To finally fast forward a year later, I was one of the top designers on Elance at the time. I think I was number three. Brilliant. And that gave me the financial freedom to then move to this beautiful little uh, town I live here and currently in South Africa. And obviously sent my son to private school. And, you know, it was a really beautiful situation until I realized I needed to get off that job site and do more. Like I had a, it was a burning passion. I just wanted to work for female coaches, entrepreneurs, people that are wanting to change the world. Mm. And 
I had a drive to work for people like that. And every single one of my clients, I'm so blessed to say they are doing incredible things. And for me to kind of be behind the scenes and helping them do that means so much to me. It really does. Amazing. Um, A little sort of background for myself is I also co-founded a graphic design business many years ago, (laughs) probably about 17 years ago now. And it ended up like it went from graphic design to web design and then eventually it turned into web development. But sort of those early days, uh, there's so much like there's such a mind shift that happens because it started out as well, it was $30 an hour and then, you know, when we went full time it was $50 an hour and then like that price would creep up little by little. But we still had this moment where we realised it doesn't matter to the client how many hours we spent on their logo. It's about the value that they're getting from using that logo over and over again, representing their brand. And like that mind shift change of not charging per hour anymore. It, that for us, that was the huge um, difference in our business when we actually became successful. So yeah, you had, yeah, similar. Um, realization in your business so true and I think it was a it was a huge mind shift because I was always um, selling my time for money and as a designer or anyone in the creative field or service-based industry that is one of the worst things you can do but we all start that way you can't get there from there you have to start at the beginning and when you realize actually what are you then designing? And then I, I shifted a little bit. I was designing just logos. Mm-hmm. Then I decided, I realized I'm not designing a logo. I'm actually designing a brand. Yeah. That's when that magic started happening for me. What set me apart was that people were still designing logos where I was designing and infusing a person's essence and energy into their brand. So it wasn't a logo. It was a brand. I designed brands for people. So Brilliant. not many um, designers are able to maybe capture the essence of somebody and really align that with their vision and the kind of people that they want to work with. And I kind of had that little special source of infusing that into my brand. And hence it it set my work apart from from others, I'm guessing. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So what does your business look like now? How many team members do you have? How many hours per week do you work? So I'm in probably it, uh, the same place where a lot of your listeners might be. I feel that I need more team members. I'm still doing a lot. I'm going to be completely transparent. Yeah. I am a multiple six-figure business owner. I'm doing really great, and I've got multiple income streams. I have one OBM, and I have a very fantastic um, uh, support in terms of web development. Mm. which is a huge component. I also have um, team members that help me with maybe other graphics. So helping me get things onto Canva and, you know, the little it's itsy-bitsy things in my business that I, 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 I just don't have the time for. Having said that, I still work. I feel way too hard. I'm still getting there. Yeah. Um, I have a team, but I am knowing that I can leverage that a lot more. Mm. So it sounds like 
you have a lot of like the team that helps you with the delivery of your service, the design side, and then you've just got the one OBM to help you with the behind the scenes. I do. So I'm thinking as we're moving into the next year, I definitely know that I'm needing some to fill in some spaces. So, and that is exciting because I think the message here, and I think for your listeners also, is that you have to stay in your zone of genius. That creativeness needs to be, um, have space. You need to have that time. And I know from experience, and I'm sure people can relate, that the more we work, the less creative we get, the more we are like tethering on burnout. And I can speak to you about this uh, quite a lot. And I'm very passionate about that. So there's already, it's a lovely thing to be a multiple six-figure business owner. But there is that interim, I think before you get to seven figures, there's a phase of trying to figure out something that's going to really enhance your state of mind mm-hmm. and your energy and keep that creative and flowing, which I think is really important. Absolutely. I have a big belief that every founder of a business should be the visionary and they should make time for that visionary work and to be working on the business and not in the business. And we so often get caught in, I do too, getting like, I think yeah. I'm going to do this for my business. And then I get caught up with all my client work and that that just gets pushed aside. But if we can carve out that time, it's the most valuable thing we can do for our businesses. I agree. And I think anyone listening now, my strong advice, I could have saved myself years yeah. in my growth because I was doing things the way I knew and I was comfortable in that comfort zone. Mm. And I think hiring people, getting support is the one thing I think entrepreneurs and single moms, not even single moms, but we're trying to do it all ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that has been my biggest detriment to my business growth. Mm. Like that is the one thing. So what was it you spoke about um, like when you – ended up getting that business growth, your multiple six figures. So what was the catalyst for reaching those numbers for you? That's a very good question. Um, One of the things was to increase multiple income streams. Okay. So instead of just designing brands and website designs, I added several other things to my business, which were templates, and that brings on a beautiful income stream every month as well so people that perhaps can't afford my services they can buy the templates and use them and that was the one option so I've got funnels going and I'm always kind of selling at the back end selling while you sleep so to speak I've also increased my um my business to include mentorship as well so I am a lot of my time now is coaching uh, mentoring containers I say more mentoring where I'm able to support people with their brand uh, niche their brand messaging their brand positioning because I'm realizing that before you start on a huge brand re- a rebrand right I know that there's special uh, specific times in a business where you need to rebrand 
before you do that, you really need to get very clear and grounded into what makes you special. Like, what is your niche? And it's about refining that and simplifying that and getting really clear so that when you're speaking online and when you're getting visible and doing all the things, you are firmly grounded into what makes you special so that you can stand out from the crowd. So I think there's a bit of a, you have to do that before you do a rebrand. And I've opened up um, a variety of different options to work with me, and that's brought in quite another income stream as well. Brilliant, yeah. Um, So when so I'm going to pivot the questioning just slightly when did you feel it was time to bring on your first OBM like what was pivotal to do that so the first thing that I realized I wanted to do something more leverage my time and create group programs yeah so I'd never done that before and it is the next step when growing a business obviously one too many is more financially attractive and time attractive as well mm. than one-to-one so I brought uh, my OBM then to support me with that because there's a lot of that people don't actually realize mm. how much it is involved yeah. in all the ad and stuff and the, the problem is that I love all the back-end stuff as well but I can get lost in that yes. the funnels and the the Absolutely. all the small details I am I love doing that kind of stuff, but it does take me away from what I'm good at. Mm. So I brought brought her in to help me with just telling me what to do as well. So I think if anyone is is wanting the OBM, it's a business manager who actually manages me as well. I'm giving her permission to tell me to stop doing all the things. And she often needs to say, hold on, Carol, you need to let me do this. And do that thing. And I need that. Yeah. I think there's always a transition before my mindset can shift. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And it's not just because you're the boss, you tell the OBM what to do. It's actually such a dynamic relationship between the OBM and, and the founder so that yeah. they can get yeah, pushed back and give that feedback in a kind, loving, gentle way. But, I mean, we have limited resources, especially time. Mm-hmm. So we need to... Yeah, keep focus on what is going to give us the biggest return on investment for our time. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I think yeah. you to just learn a new way of thinking. Once yeah. you hire an OBM, once you hire that team, let that be that transition. I'm assuming that most of your listeners are used to doing it themselves and are going to micromanage. I'm just an assumption here. <laughs> but just let that, give it some time. Give it some time until you're ready to let go fully. Excellent. So that's your advice to an entrepreneur looking to hire an OBM. What about the other way around? What advice would you give an OBM who's working side by side with a CEO? That's a good question. Um, I think don't be afraid to show your managerial skills Mm -hmm. and notice when your um you know, when your client is starting to micromanage, feeling unsafe and feeling like she's out of her depth just because it's a new way of being. Mm-hmm. Help her through that and just be open and say, hold on, I know that you want help, but you're doing too much. 
how can I step in um, and do it in a way that is obviously there's a, there's a level of trust between the two of you as well. There is, but a big part of the role I think is protecting the time of the CEO and your own time as well. Like mm-hmm. you can't do everything instead of the CEO, but yeah. you can help delegate and, and extract those different pieces out and and delegate them to the others on the team. Exactly, exactly. That's it. So what has been the hardest part about growing your business? I think for me it's been what is the next step? Mm-hmm. I think it's easy to look at other successful business owners and say, oh, I should do that. Mm-hmm. I should start a mastermind. I mm-hmm. should start a monthly membership. I should do a podcast. I should do this and that. Mm-hmm. And I think we tend to have this shiny object syndrome sometimes. And also even following what your coach is doing. Like if your coach has got a winning formula, the tendency is to just follow their formula. But the Mm -hmm. thing is, talking from experience, find your own, like, thing that really lights you up. Mm. Like, this is the thing that you need to, your your own avenue that's going to make, take you to that next level. Absolutely. So it's not necessarily, like, if you're struggling with what to do next, it's not, as easy as we'll just go to your coach and ask them. It actually has to be personally aligned for you and your I brand. Think so. yeah. I think so. And it's not to say that what your coaches and what your peers are doing is wrong, mm. but you only have so much energy. So be very careful into embarking on something because once you get started, it's a you want you need to do it correctly so that you get the right kind of feedback and mm-hmm. people in that item whatever that is whether it's a YouTube channel whether it's a new course um you need to have the credibility of your audience as well love it well what was what has been the highlight or the best part about growing and running a multiple six-figure business I think there's two things. One is that I know that I am obviously the beautiful people that I that I work with. I mean, every single one of them is just absolute dream clients that I just am in awe of and what they're doing, their courage to stand up for themselves and launch incredible offers to the world with the one same core um, belief is like they want to change the world one person at a time. I think that has been like if I'm a catalyst for that, right? That makes me very happy. I love it. I love it. Um, and then secondly, is obviously the freedom that it's given me, mm. the financial freedom to be able to, as a single mom, give my son, you know, what he's whatever he's needing. Um and have that safety in my life, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I'm all about too. <laughs> I can get by on that for sure. So what's next for you? What are your dreams, your visions, your goals? That is always a work in progress. Yes. Um, but what I'm planning to do is relaunching some amazing new products in my template suite Mm -hmm. some really gorgeous stuff um I also have 
this is something that I have never spoken to anyone about yet. It's still in the pipeline, but I've got a calling to support other designers and creators. Brilliant. I think there's a huge mindset shift that I've done and I've been able to become a multiple six-figure designer as a service-based industry versus a coach, right? And I really want to help other people break into that as well. I think so that might be something on the cards for next year, uh, a mastermind of some sort. Yeah. I can really have people and mentor them through all of these things so that they can also achieve this kind of success as well. Yeah. Well, I'd love to, like, come back and revisit um, your progress maybe in a year or so's time and, like, just see how your journey has progressed. Is that something you'd be interested coming on again for a... It also holds me accountable to that as well. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> so hopefully by then I can say, hey, I'm now a seven-figure business owner. I have 10 people on my team. Exactly. I'm busy uh, speaking to you from Bali. Um, <laughs> love it <laughs> so let's put that out there in the universe yeah exactly that's that's what will be happening that's great um so how can people follow you in your journey or be mentored by you where's the best place to watch so come and join me on instagram i'm, I'm pretty active there i will show you some life around south africa swimming with the dolphins um, on my houseboat so I want to make sure that it's not all about business. It's obviously fun as well. Um, and then obviously I've got a whole bunch of templates and goodies and masterclasses that you can always head off to my website as well and, and check out. Brilliant. Well, um, thank you very much for joining me today, Carol. And thank you everyone else for listening in. And um, I hope that... Everyone got as much um, juicy tidbits out of that interview as I did. I really enjoyed that. Um, if you are a CEO and you would love help finding your own OBM integrator um, to level or you have someone who wants to level up their own sort of leadership and strategic management skills, then reach out to me. I am available by email or social. I'm also on Instagram and um, I can get you some more information on my digital COO accelerator. But uh, everyone have a productive day and thank you very much for listening in. See you later.